Good morning, men and women of God. Thank you for being here today. Uh, we want to say it's what a blessing to celebrate our Savior. Uh, you need to know on October 2nd in 1994, that was the first Sunday of October, that uh, myself and my wife and Doug and Linda, we, we came in early. Uh, if you remember that, we came in early and we swept up sheetrock. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, just the same. It was colder than cold. Remember that? Yeah, except there's more people here. We had 67 people show up that day, and we were stunned. And both of us were in an opportunity at that time. We love our Lord, but we were both a little bit fatigued. And I can remember when I walked out of here that day, I was 67, and I actually took a picture of all 67 out there, and I thought, oh, phooey, it's going to work. And <laughs> and <laughs> we weren't the typical church plant. And... Uh, and Doug and I were not the typical church pastors in any shape, way, or form. But uh, it's a celebration of Christ. And I, I, I just can't, I'm never tired of our Lord. I'm never tired of getting to know Him better. There's no one like the Lord. I'm going to read the, something before I get into, into Colossians, actually. I want to share it. I've shared the story with a lot of you since I got here, but I want to do it one more time. And when I, uh, when I came to know Jesus the Christ, I didn't know what to do. I mean, I'd, I'd been in that bedroom, I'd called on the Lord, there was a sound of a wind, I mean, it hit me on the top of the head, went through me, I walked out of there and I said to, to Kurt Sr., I said, what do I do next? And I said, I've never experienced it, I mean, I feel like I'd lost weight, I, I, and of course, at, at 17, you didn't need to lose weight, you know, uh, that would be an opportunity today, but, but, but I look back at it and I'm thinking, and he said, I want you to read the Gospel of John three times as fast as you can. And I said, you got it. And I said, I don't know what that is. I don't have a gospel of John. And he handed me a little pamphlet. And uh, when he handed me that pamphlet of the gospel of John, back in those days, it was all King James. And I was not much of a reader. I really wasn't. But I opened that gospel, and I mean, it was as clear as English I've ever heard in my life. And I began to read, and I remember as I began, it said, it starts this way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then he goes... And then when I got down to verse 14, I'll share that in a moment. It's other thing, it says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And I remember running out on that day. I was up with some friends in Oregon. That's how I got there. I was invited to come with them. And I walked, and they, they had been raised in Christianity their whole life. They, they, everything was common to them. They knew the Word. And I remember walking out, running out that door with a pamphlet of John, and, and, I, and I told Rick, his name was Rick Taylor, and I said, Rick, Rick! He goes, what? And, and the other three guys turned around and said, what? I said, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. And he goes, what? I said, look at this. Look at this. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. It is God. And then the Word became flesh. He said, yeah. <laughs> I said, no, don't you get it? Jesus Christ is God himself. I said, I don't know how he pulls that off. <laughs> he says, Yeah. I went, and I went back in reading, I thought, and I've never been the same since. There's a fire that was set in my soul, and, I, and it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace. I love this, full of grace and truth. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has ever been made. In him was life, in him was life, and that life is the light of men. That's why we're celebrating today. It's a celebration of Jesus Christ. 
for 25 years preaching Jesus Christ. For 25 years, people coming to know Christ. A mentorship of the souls of men and women that you're not just a believer. You were meant to be men, and you are, whether you understand, you are men and women of God if you've been rebirthed in Jesus the Christ. Amen? Amen. That's who we are. We celebrate him. There's no one like the Lord. And so I wanted to give you this. I was thinking uh, when I was asked to stay for the for this celebration, I thought, oh, Father. Then immediately I went into Colossians chapter 1. It goes, he is the image of the invisible God. Jesus Christ, he is the, man, we were just singing it. It sounded like somebody put Colossians to music. The firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether they are thrones, whether they are powers, or they are rulers, or they are authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And all I can do is go, oh, Father, Wow. When I look at this and think of, who are we talking about? This is not, there is no religion here. There is no philosophy here. This is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And you want to know him. You want to know this righteousness. You want this image. You, you know, you think about it. In the beginning, God said, let us make man in our image. That's what he did. He made him male and female after his image. And now what has he done? The same thing. He rebirthed us into his image. This image is Christ himself. He's predestined us to be conformed to the image of the Son. He simply says to us, hey, Gus, he calls you by name. Have this attitude that was in my Son, who although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. He emptied himself and took on the form of a servant. And being found in the likeness of a man, he humbled himself to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him. That's why we're here to exalt the name of Christ. This is why we're here, amen? amen? Amen, this is why we're here. Gave him the name that is above every name that is the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow in heaven, on earth, under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. I promise you, men and women of God, you will see the Lord coming. There is coming, he's on his way, I promise you. There is a trumpet sound, there's gonna be the voice of the archangel, and he will descend from heaven, and you will be impressed. <laughs> Okay? And I'm going to tell you, there's coming a day. There's coming a day where we will celebrate what we've never seen. And you will see the magnificence of who he is, was named Lucifer, the great sinner of all time. And you will watch him bow and you will watch him confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. You've got to understand, amen? You've got to understand, this is who we are now. We live this way. We can walk with a confidence God predestined us all right, but predestined us to back into the image. The prayer of a righteous man, the prayer of a righteous woman is powerful. This isn't a game. We walk in and when we put our hand on a man or a woman, we're praying a blessing on that man or woman, and it is so. This is what we're here to do. This image, I mean, there's a beautiful thing in Jesus Christ. There's no one like him. He is the eternal God. For in Christ, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. That's why... When this thing got started, we came here to exalt Christ and Christ alone. That's the only reason we came here. Back then, Post Falls was 7,000 people. And we were all wondering, what are we doing here? You know, honestly, I just, I look back and I think, oh, Father, your kindness. Listen to this. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and, and that'll be enough for us. <laughs> That's a, isn't that a strange statement? <laughs> you know, Jesus, I mean, if you'll show us the Father, 
That'll be enough for us. I mean, I always think, did you not read the Word of God? That, <laughs> you remember what he said to Moses? He had to stick him in the cleft of the rock and just walk by. And then Philip goes, now you just show us the Father. That'll be good. And then he goes this way. Oh, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been with you so long, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. This is the magnificence of this celebration. This is why we're here. I think Paul would go on. This, now, the, the sun is the radiance of God's glory. This is why we live in a time where if, if he is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his nature, upholding all things by his powerful word, after he made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Yola bole. Is that like way too cool? I mean, our salvation, that we are living men, we are men and women of God that we can't, we walk into a room, I promise you, the room is different. We have become the fragrance and the aroma of Christ. There is a newness. Faith is sure. It is absolutely certain. Do not let your sinful nature think that when you're confident, you're arrogant. You are not. That's a, you take confidence in Jesus Christ, it's confidence. That's what a living faith is. It's not arrogant. It's not ego-centered. It's to lift up his name, to want every man, woman, boy, and girl to be revealed and to understand the magnificence of who he is. That they can literally look at you and say, I want to know the Jesus you know. I want to follow. You can say to them, be an imitator of me as I am of Christ. I live a life that is setting the example to the human nature that there is a God in heaven who loves you. And he came down on this earth and he became human so that you and I would receive the image again and be rebirthed. Is this like way too cool? I mean, I look back at this and think, Father, I can't hardly contain any of this stuff. Now, he's the, and I, I think, for him, by him all things were created. I love this. He is creation's point of reference. You remember that time, hon, we were, we were in, uh, what was it, Laguna Beach? Laguna Beach. Uh, no, that's. <laughs> well, I have the gift of forgetting. Remember that? <laughs> God gave me that gift, you know? <laughs> Love keeps no record of wrongs. <laughs> I got the gift. And, and my gift of forgetting is getting better with age, I'm telling you. <laughs> and some of you have got the gift. I huh? see that. <laughs> a lot of people are doing this. <laughs> we're getting the gift. But uh, we were walking. Here we're in Laguna Beach. This was years ago. We were in our 30s, and we're walking along. And here comes this guy the other way. And you could tell he'd been on drugs or something. He's coming, and all of it, he passes us by, and all of a sudden he screams. And we turn around and look at him, and he goes, I know who you are. And he had this weird horrible voice. I couldn't wait. I thought, oh, this is going to be so fun. I'm in a fight, you know, and <laughs> I'm just, I just got like this adrenaline rush. Woo! You know, and he says, you are a son and daughter of God. And then he took off on the run. Oh, I wanted to chase him down. You know, I looked at him and I thought there was a demon in that man. And I, I looked at this and I think, father, he knew, I, he, I think you don't recognize, do you know that there is every single spiritual adversary out there knows who you are? When I go to town, listen, there is nothing to be ashamed of that you stand as a man and a woman of God. When we've gone to all these different places in our life to start works, that God tells us to go to a place and start a work for His glory, we go. And wherever I find myself, I always, I walk out. One of my first things I do is I lift up my hands. Father, I'm here. I'm here for a fight. I'm here for the glory of your name, and I'm here for the souls of men. So you give Lucifer my address, and you give him my phone number, because you let him know I'm here. All right? Because why I stand in the love of Jesus the Christ. This isn't arrogance. If you don't know that who you are, if you don't know that you're a man of God, if you don't know the magnificence of the power of the name of Jesus the Christ, you're struggling with your old sins. 
They're wasting your face. He already won that battle. <laughs> you have to declare, I'm free in Christ. Therefore, I will not indulge my sinful nature anymore. And if by chance I do, which I have done many times, guess what? I always go, Father, did you see I recognized it quicker that time? I recognize it quicker, so I get to repent with great joy. I look back at this. He created all things. He's a, he's a point of reference. William Hendrickson said, you know, back in the old days, they were talking about angelic beings, and you'll see this, and, and they were and trying to make them big such out of this. And you, even mere Christians, some of these Christians, I mean, we're thinking you've got to go through somebody else to get to Christ. No. Let me tell you that everything is subject to Christ, and you are a man and a woman of God. He had literally, all things were created by him and for him. He is the goal of all creation. We are here for him. We are here for his glory. He has touched us and anointed us from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. We literally means that creation is moving towards that goal. Creation is groaning right now. That's what it says. The creation is groaning, waiting for the redemption of the sons of God. Amen? That's you. Can you imagine that, that day, and all of a sudden you're transformed in a blink of an eye? Transformed and a newness to you. And I'm thinking, oh, Father, this is how we're supposed to live. He is before all things. I am the Alpha. I am the Omega. I am the first and the last, the beginning and the end. That's what he said. No matter how far back our imagination could go, you can never go back to a time where he wasn't. He has always been. This is why we've come to celebrate. This is why we've come to worship today. This is why we sing. All of these songs that we sing, I tell people, uh, I, you have to understand, no matter what you think your voice sounds like, God likes to hear you sing. He loves the sound of your voice, so let it rip. <laughs> That's what I tell people. Just let it rip. He loves to hear you sing. In fact, he commands you to sing. He says, come before me with joyful songs. And I'm thinking, when we sing in this, all I'm thinking, oh, Father, these are my prayers to you today. These people put them down on a, on a piece of paper, and I thought, oh, Father, I'm going to sing to you. David, who was a great shepherd, every one of the psalms was a prayer that he put to music. And every time he went to sing, the sheep would rise up and follow him. You know, I told people, uh, our band of brothers, uh, yesterday, yeah, it was yesterday, that was Saturday, wasn't it? <laughs> I got the gift. And... And I told them, I said, don't you ever think sheep are stupid. They're not. They're just, they have habits. They have habits and you never have to feed them. You lead them to the pasture and they eat for themselves. They're brilliant. You're not having to force feed them or anything. I said, and how do the sheep know that this is just like you? You, you have to understand, I don't care who you are, male or female, you are the shepherds of the souls of men and women by your appearance, by the way you act, by his expressions on your face, by the tone of your voice, by the, the very words that comes out. And when, a, when the shepherd would begin to sing, he would be, you think of David, the moment he started to sing, the sheep would lift their heads. And as he starts singing and walking, they took off with him. They're already in good places, but they're following. They knew when he sang, and my, our, our father, who is our shepherd? Is he not? He is our shepherd. He leadeth me. That's what we're meant to be. There's no, there should be, the older you get, more excitement. Not less, more excitement for Christ. In him all things hold together. He is before all things. He is the sustainer of everything we have. What has been brought into being, he has brought it into being. But not only did he bring it into being, he sustains it. Then it all continues to work. 
The other day I've had, I've had a few days of feeling less than stellar on a physical level. And, and I was telling the Lord, oh, Father, it doesn't matter. I'm never worried about this because you've already numbered my days. People would ask me, how did you not have fear in Vietnam or something? I said, well, I, even then I thought, you've already numbered my days. So if I'm going to get taken out here, I might as well get taken out in a fight. You know, at least it'd be worthwhile. And don't you just love getting into a good fight? Some of you are not really in agreement with me. I can see that. <laughs> hey, think of this, a fight for the souls of men and the glory of God. Amen. Think not ever being ashamed of the testimony of Jesus Christ. Think that every time you use his name, it's for real. Everything listens. Everything in heaven and under the earth and on the earth will listen. There is no other name given among men by which we must be saved. This is a day for us to celebrate him and him alone. This is our day I'm telling you, we're going we're gonna to be walking into a place. We're going to sing again today. We're going to have a communion here. We have one of our, our men of God that's going to lead us in that. And I look at this and I'm thinking, what is communion even? You think of that, the beauty of it is you're testifying. You are testifying the magnificence of Christ in your life. That he is the one that broke the back of the power of your own sin. And you are declaring it on that day. Is this not a magnificent moment? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a blessing on us right now, and then we continue doing something. I don't know what we're doing, but, but, but I promise it'll be good, okay? Heavenly Father, we've come to celebrate you and to say amen and amen. It is so, it is so. There's no one like you. You are the Almighty. You are the Blessed One. You are the controller of all things. I thank you for this day. I thank you for that time 25 years ago that you got my attention, my wife's and Doug and Linda's, and said, do something, and we did. Father, we thank you for the blessing of Christ. We thank you for the blessing of every man, woman, boy, and girl in this room, and ask that you would reignite them and give them a fresh anointing from the top of their head through the sole of their feet with the magnificence of who they are because of Jesus Christ. Father, we love you. We're here to celebrate you. We're here to forgive one another. We're here to rejoice in one another. We're here to relax and have that love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, Father, to exercise the magnificence of holiness itself. So thank you for everyone here, Father. May this be a continued blessing to each one. And I ask this blessing in the love of Jesus the Christ. Amen.